đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you and welcome to week episode of team can't hope my radio today happy monday hope you guys have a great day um we have one more week for you uh college people we have one week left before we you know head back to school as we should should be and some of you guys i know of course we have martin luther king day um which is around next Monday or so. And we have a couple of breaks, but no problem there. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are staying safe, really. And one of 150th episode. And good news. Well, I guess we should say good news. The, the problems that was in the House of Representatives is finally, well, I guess finally resolved. Finally fixed, finally whatever the case may be. It's finally done. It's finally finished. We don't have to deal with it anymore. It's getting exhausting. And we're finally done. So hope, hopefully there's nothing the worst cannot be going. So some of you guys are wondering who got elected? Who got elected? Um, The person who got elected for the House of Representatives, the Speaker, not the, the whole House itself. The Speaker is uh, Mr. Kevin McCarthy. He is elected, so not for me. It's not a surprise. I mean, if you guys expect, you know, oh well, a surprise. No, I'm not surprised by it because some of you guys are expected that. I know a whole lot of you guys will be like, well, I expected it, so I don't have I don't have any opinion or any input on it because he's already gonna get elected. He's still gonna get elected either way. I mean, who? I mean, who cha- Who's gonna? Who's gonna be elected? Who's gonna? Cha- I mean, does does Hakim Jeffrey gets elected? I don't think he will. Actually, no, we already know he's not because there's enough vote for him to. Because I already know if a Republican choose someone, you expect it to be a Republican. There's there's nothing there's nothing you can argue. No and ifs buts nothing. This is. How it goes, right? For me, I'm not, you know, too surprised or or any of that. So for me, is you know, is 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 how it is. I mean, you can sit here and you know throw tantrums saying how much you don't, you know, don't want uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy to be to win. But this is the only way we can think of. This is the only way we can, you know, you have to understand that. He wins. There's nothing you can change about. Even if you, even if you can, you're not gonna have. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work. And hoping you guys can tune in every Monday and Friday for a podcast. And Austin trips coming up pretty soon, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And hopefully you guys are you know getting your clothes ready for that. It could be now. I don't know if it's cold, but hopefully you guys bring something warm with you. Anyways, getting to. Well, that's not what we're, that's not our theme for today. But let's get into what we're we talking about today. So, the twenty nineteen protest. What was it? You're like, oh, wait, twenty nineteen, like three years ago, three four years ago. 
Hong Kong courts jail Singer and nine others for up to four years and four months for rioting in Yamate. Hong Kong singer Lester Chung and nine others were jailed for up to four years and four months on Saturday after the group were convicted of rioting in Yamate during the 2019 anti exchange bill protests. Chong, Ao Yong Homing, Chang Pak Lum, Chang Pui Lop, Chang Chi Chum, Chen Tak Wan, I'm sorry to butcher those names, To Kawai, Chang Nok Ching, Tang Lai Ying, and Lai Ji Yang appeared at the district court in front of Judge Jose Lam. The group were convicted in December last year of rioting in Yamate on November 18, 2019. When the city saw a series of protests and sometimes violent clashes between protests and police, sparked by a sense acts exhibition bill. <laughs> Chong Aoyoung, Chak Chang, um, Khan Lai was sentenced to 58, 52 months in prison, while Forrest Cham, Chan, Chao Kawai, and Chao Ching were handed a 50 month prison term to witness report. <laughs> According to the witness, the judge said that he disagreed with the defense that the case was not the most serious, as the incident took place in Yamate, a core area of Kowloon. He said that protesters clashed against the police for 40 minutes and threw 250 petrol bombs, leaving four police officers injured. Lam also refuted the defense argument that each of the defense only stayed at the scene for a short period, of time, short period and did not take part in a violent act. The judge cited a court of appeal case that stated that the severity of a riot had to be considered as a whole, rather than the individual acts of each rioter, or each of the protesters, we should say. It is not the court's intention to destroy the defense lives, but to send a correct message and hence, and hence had to hand out a heavy sentence, said Lam, according to in-media. During the mediation, Lai's representative said that the 25-year-old was 5 to 6 months pregnant. However, the judge rejected that a reason for a more lenient sentence and said that the Correctional Service Department would make a relevant arrangement for her, Ming Pao reported. Jeremy, Jeremy T- Chung, representing Chang, choked up at one point during the mitigation, but was told by Lam that, while it is understandable, the barrister should not be sentimental in, in, in the media report. Chun said that with the implementation of the national security law and the upcoming legislation of Article 23, which I don't think, I don't know why would that be necessary, Hong Kong will not see social incidents of, same, of the same sort. The barrister also cited an advertisement from Hong Kong tycoon Li Ka-shing said he hoped that the court could give a chance to defend it. The advertisement was issued on the front page of several newspapers in 2019, one of which cited a Chinese idiom that stemmed from a historical poem. From the Tang Dynasty, the poem referred to the story of Li Xiang, um, son of Empress Empress Wu Zetian, who asked her, who asked her mother not to harm her sons for political power. I don't know why. Um, would that say her and he, whatever the case may be. Article 23 of the Basic Law stipulates that the Hong Kong government shall enact laws to, to on its own to prohibit any act of treason, secession, sedition, subversion against the central government. Its legislation failed in 2003 following mass protests. The government has always had enough votes to pass the law, but it was never embraced since 2003 debacle. 
Protomonsi advocates fear it could it could have a negative effect on civil liberty. And right now, the the, the law right now is already causing a whole, whole massive problem, right? So, what's the point of passing this the stupid law when you realize no one wants to no one wants to support it? So, what's the point of me having it for what? So, let's talk about TVB for a moment. Hong Kong TVB streaming services to drop BBC Channel, which is which is a British broadcasting channel. If you got for you guys knowing that. Hong Kong broadcaster TVB is to drop all BBC channels, mostly English, that's, that's mostly an English, that's an English channel, from its streaming services by the end of the month, Hong Kong Free Press had learned. So, BBC World Net News, BBC Earth, CBBS, BBC Lifestyle, are set to disappear from My TV Super on January 20th, on January 31st, which is the end of the month. TVB told Hong Kong Free Press it would not comment on individual cases, like it always says, but state that it reviews its program structures and development on a regular basis in order to provide informative and initiative and innovative programs to the audiences. When approached, the BBC referred Hong Kong Free Press to TVB. However, a spokesperson added, added on the BBC side, our channels, including BBC World News, are still available on Hong Kong's cable and now TV. Plus, our digital news services are available on BBC.com and BBC.com slash Chinese, as well as on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So, banning is not going to do anything. In 2017, local public broadcaster RTHK replaced its 24-hour BBC World Service radio broadcast with Chinese state-run programming. In 2021, it suspended its rely of BBC's World Services and BBC News Weekly after China banned the UK broadcasting channel over its reporting on Xinjiang. I don't know why Hong Kong needs to get rid of it when 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 uh, when Hong Kong itself has the freedom of press to, to put that thing on. It's kinda of, it's kinda of stupid it's really stupid for them to do that, really. So COVID nineteen Hong Kong retires contact tracing app Leave home safe, thank God, amidst easing of restrictions. Hong Kong has retired its COVID-19 app amid, amidst the relaxation of pandemic measures, with the state's technology chief saying it had completed its historical mission. Leave home safe, introduced in November 2020, which is after the national security law, as a contact tracing tool was discontinued on Sunday. Following the relaxation of different anti-epidemic measures, the resumption of normal travel of Hong Kong and the mainland in a progressive, orderly, and comprehensive manner, as well as the resumption of normalcy of people's daily, of public's daily lives. The Leave Home Safe system has ceased operation and the app will not further update it, a government press release read. Authorities added um, that all visits records in the system have been deleted, while the app will no longer update. It can still be used for functions such as registering for a PCR test at the government centers. For two years, for over two years, Leave Home Safe was synonymous with Hong Kong's strict COVID-19 measures. While use was initially voluntary, in December 2021, I don't know why would they do it. The government made it mandatory for entering restaurants and other businesses, with the public required to scan a QR code using using um using the app. Its contact tracing function, whereby close contact were alerted that they have been in the same venues 
as a COVID-positive person was dropped in February as the fifth wave overwhelmed the system. Authorities acknowledged that they were facing a bottleneck in processing COVID-19 test results. The app was also used to store COVID-19 jab records. The city stopped requiring proof of vaccination late last month. Secretary for Innovation, Technology, and Industry, Sun Dong, posted a tribute to the now-defunct app on Saturday. Over the past 25 months, not years, okay, mobile app, mobile app Leave Home Safe accompanied Hong Kongers through the unforgettable fight against COVID-19, Sun said. Leave Home Safe had completed its historical mission. Here's the thing I'm going to say. Yes, it's a complete historical mission. But finally, it's finally gone because we, we hung, because the Hong Kongers can't even deal with this stupid thing. They can't go anywhere without that stupid thing controlling the freaking head. They're about to go nuts. I don't know why they're still using it until 2023 or 2022, whatever the, the freaking year it was. It's, our, it's been there for almost like, what, three years or so? It is annoying. That's like me going, imagine the United States had that kind of thing. Of course, we don't have that anymore because we're already living in normalcy. So there's no reason to have that. I'm not. I'm not saying don't go to Hong Kong, but I'm saying if you live in that, t- if you are at that time period when Hong Kong people were uh, the Hong Kong government still implementing this kind of mandate, these crappy mandates, you know, vaccine mandates, COVID uh, ma- uh, mask mandates, all crap that they had. How much? How much knowledge can you control? How much you can control these guys? I don't think you can control everyone, though. And we'll continue on with COVID-19. Most Hong Kong supports mask mandate, but are divided on return of cross-border travel, survey finds. Hong Kongers are largely supportive of the city's ma- face mask mandate, but divided on whether travel between Hong Kong and China should be fully resumed. A recent survey by the Hong Kong Public Opinion Research Institute or POI on the on the city's COVID nineteen policies have review. I wonder why though. The poster reviewed its findings last Thursday after successfully collecting opinions from four thousand two hundred and forty seven respondents between December thirtieth and January third. Sixty percent of those interviews said they support the city's outdoor mandate, one uh, outdoor mask mandates, one of the few COVID nineteen restrictions that remains after the government acts most of the anti-epidemic measures last month. Only 19% said they opposed to the mandate. Support for the mass mandate spanned the political spectrum. Among supporters of the city's pro-democracy camp, 37% were on the side of keeping the mass mandate, while 35% were against it. The rule was supported by 70% of the respondents with other political stance, mostly centrists and things like that. Mostly centrist and things like that, you know. It's pretty, it's pretty normal, of course. And my phone, there you go. Respondents were split, but this is a different story, though. Respondents were split on the full assumptions of quarantine-free um, travel between Hong Kong and mainland China, with forty forty-four percent supporting the measures and forty percent uh, opposing it. The resistance toward fully op- reopening the border was prominent amongst pro-democracy camp supporters, with well, 77% saying they opposed the idea, but it was welcomed by 59% of those with other political affiliations. 
The poll also revealed that only 36% of the respondents found the government's COVID-19 policies in the last month reasonable. 41 found it to be unreasonable. I, 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 thought, I, I always thought it was to be unreasonable. Speaking at a press conference held last Thursday, to reveal the findings, Chung Tung Fai, a, chair, a spokesperson of the Alliance of Revitalizing Economy and Livelihood, said that a relatively large number of Hong Kongers were worried that the receptions of cross-border travel would bring additional health risks to the city. Beijing recently axed most of its of its COVID-19 measures, which has seen infections surge. Based on my contact with business sectors, I think a few of quite few few industries want to travel to resume. Chen said, and that, that the survival of tourism and our related sectors will be dependent on it. Don't you have other countries like the United States or or somewhere around uh, Southeast Asia that can come visit Hong Kong most of the time, or somewhere around Europe or some? I don't know. As for the outdoor mask mandate, Chung said as the public have been, have been wearing masks for more than two years, masks have become big business, even in the form of culture. Meanwhile, another member of the alliance, Yang, Yang Waiho, sa- said he could not see a strong correlation between Hong Kong anti-epidemic measures over the past years and, in, but, and the number of infections in the city. But Yam said, said, said the one stringent restrictions had cost the city competitiveness internationally, led to a wave of business closures across um, different industries and increased debt. Affected people's, um, affected people's employment status and freedom of movement. We have paid the price for all of this, but I feel like we didn't get much in exchange, he added. As of Sunday, Hong Kong logged, uh, had logged two 2.77 million COVID-19 cases and 12,342 related deaths. So it's kind of it kind of sucked to see this happen actually. So good news for uh, for everyone. I'm happy that this happens. I'm happy it's happening right now. Hong Kong Democrat Helena Wong released from prison. She's a former uh, legislature, uh, a legislator. Will isolate at home after catching COVID-19. Sucks, but I'm happy that she's free. Hong Kong Democrat Helena Wong had been released from pr- from prison after completing a 28-day jail term over scuffles in the two legislative council legislative meeting in 2020. However, the ex-lawmakers must undergo isolation at home after contracting uh, COVID-19 while in prison. The former lawmaker tested positive for COVID-19 four days before she was set to be released according to Facebook posted published by Wong on Monday. Despite test- testing negative on a rat test on, on Monday morning, Wong must still undergo at least one more day of quarantine at home because of the five-day isolation order if she tested negative on a rat test on Tuesday. She will be allowed to leave home. When I left Lowell Correctional Institution this morning, I was asked to wear full protective protective gear and was sent back home with a point-on-point transport Wong, uh, Wong Facebook post read I will have to prepare for the case of the 47 Democrat after taking some rest I hope that I wouldn't have to never return to Lowell's correctional institution in my life uh, Wong wrote quarantine requirements for COVID-19 patients were relaxed in December from 7 days to 5 days Wong was was sentenced to four weeks 
in prison in December after pleading guilty in two in two cases concerning of a concerning a House committee meeting and electrical meeting in twenty twenty. The ex Democratic Party lawmaker is also amongst the forty seven Democrats charged under the Beijing imposed national security law after taking part in an unofficial primary election in twenty twenty for the then postponed electrical election. One was among 17 of the 47 de- uh, defendants to have planned not guilty. The trial, the trial is scheduled to begin later this month after the Lunar New Year. So we're, we're gonna be we're gonna keep an uh, eye on that hopefully, and hopefully we don't hope nothing bad happens, you know. And there's five reports because why not? I love I love doing these kind of reports. They're fun to do, right? So COVID nineteen. This is a theme of COVID nineteen, right? More travelers to mainland China than to Hong Kong on the first day of quarantine-free travel. More than twice as many people went to mainland China via Hong Kong land ports than arrived than arrived in the city on Sunday, as Beijing lifted most COVID-related border curbs for the first time in almost three years. Almost fifty thousand people went through four land ports: Lok Ma Chau. The Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge and Shenzhen Bay on Hong Kong's border with mainland China on Sunday. Figures from the Immigration Department showed among them, 14,870 arrived in the city, while more than 34,756 exited. Sunday marked a milestone for the resumptions of travel between Hong Kong and mainland China both of which maintain strict COVID-19 rules since the start of the pandemic three years ago, and have only recently relaxed restrictions and while quarantine requirements have been dropped. People traveling in either direction must still obtain a negative a negative result from, COVID-19, from, from a COVID-19 PCR test taken within 48 hours of departure. Two additional land ports, Long Macho and Mankamto, we opened on Sunday to accommodate the border open reopening. The Lowu and West Kowloon high-speed rail checkpoints remain closed, but authorities have said the latter will resume services by Sunday. The Hong Kong arrivals figures fall sh- for, far short of the daily quota of 50,000. Those coming into the city via the four land ports must register for must register for a slot on an online booking system. All those who are residents of the city are exempt from the quota. In Sunsui, near the border with Shenzhen, business owners said there, there was little foot traffic on the first day of the border reopening, local media report. The neighborhood was known for its row of pharmacies, popular amongst mainland shoppers and parallel traders, shuttling goods across the border. Many units on the once crowded street have shut during the pandemic due to poor business. Amongst the four land ports, Lok Ma Zhao, which, uh, which borders the Shenzhen district of Fuqian, um, handled almost half the total numbers of crossings made on Sunday. Nearly 23,000 passed through the Lok Ma Zhao MTR station, where eager travelers caught the first train some after almost three years of being separated from their loved ones. Around three and four travelers crossing at Long Ma Chau were heading to- northward into, main- into the mainland. The frequency of 
train services along the East Rail Line have been enhanced to meet the to meet the decreased demands, the MTR Corporation said, adding that it had stepped up disinfection protocols. The checkpoint of Lowell, the northern terminus on the East Rail Line that also borders Shenzhen, is is yet to open. An NGO had called on the government to resume operations at the checkpoint for cross-border students who will, who will be allowed to come to Hong Kong for in, for in-person classes after the Lunar New Year for the first time in three years. There are around 18,000 cross-border students who live in Shenzhen but attend Hong Kong schools, local media report. After Wangmajou, the second busiest checkpoints was the Hong Kong Zhuhai Macau Bridge with around 13,400 people making the trip across. At least there's some progress there. I'm not saying don't go. I mean, there's obviously something unsafe about it because of the increased cases, which I don't know why people don't get why they're saying, I don't, why can't I go? Because the cases are rising, so why am, I, why am I even telling you this anymore when you understand that? You read the news. <laughs> Hong Kong journalists had a case to answer in sedition trial against Stan News court rules. We talked about Stan News um, last week on Friday. So we talk about this, um, about about what happened. So we're gonna keep continuing anyway. A Hong Kong court had ruled that two former editors of independent outlet Stan News, accused of conspiring to publish seditious articles, have a case to answer a day before the pair are set to testify in court. Chun Pukyung, the former editor in chief of Stan News, and Patrick Lam, its former acting editor in chief appeared in district court on Monday as the sedition trial against the, sh- against the shuttered news outlet into its 16th day. A recording of Chum's testimony made the day he w- was arrested was played in court on Monday. In it, the veteran journalist was asked to provide the names of reports behind Stan News articles, including some of his staff bylines, but he refused, telling National Security Police that he had a final say over all Overall, all Stan News content. I have nothing to say, Chum said repeatedly when the police asked for the names of the reports. Chum was escorted to a room in the West Kowloon West Regional Police Headquarters on December 29, 2021. After he was arrested early that morning, a National Security Police officer handed two copies of the company's registration to Chum, which shows that Chum had been a board member of the best or a board member of Best Pencil Limited, Stan News' parent company, before stepping down from the post in December 2021. In the video, Chum agreed that he had been an editor-in-chief of Stan News since the outlet was founded in 2014, and resigned from the post in October 2021. After his resignation, Patrick Lamb, Stan News' deputy chief editor at the time, became the outlet's acting editor-in-chief. When asked about daily operations at Stan News, Chum was silent for almost a minute before responding, I have nothing to say. Your question is too broad. As the police officer continued to ask the same question, Chum said, "What? Whenever there are topics, I think, I think need, I think need to topics. I think I need, need to be covered. I ask my colleagues to cover them. Then I'll add, then I'll add the piece and decide whether to publish it. So do you? So you have the final decision?" The officer asked. "Yes," Chum said. "Is there anyone else who has a call on that too?" The officer continued, No, Chum answered. The police then asked Chum about how he decided whether to publish an article. The article has to 
has to be based on facts. Chum said, and not violate. Chum said, and not violate the law. He agreed that he was not public. He would not publish an article if he knew it would violate the law. Regarding the seventeen allegedly seditious Saturday news articles that have been presented as evidence in the court in the trial, the police officer asked Chum about his relationship with the interviewees and the op-ed writers, including Chum's wife Chung Puimang and veteran journalist Alan All. However, two of the articles were not published when Chum was at the helm. When asked if he was involved in the outlet's editorial work after his resignation, Chum asked to take a break. Then told the police officer he had nothing to add. Even though Chum did not provide the names of the reporters who wrote for the 17 articles in question, the police officer who questioned Chum told the court on Tuesday that most of the officers had been identified by their bylines. However, the, police, the officers told the court that they had misidentified the writers of One Piece, mistakenly believing that a news, uh, a news story about Tiananmen vigil organizer and activist Chao Hantong respond to being honored with the prominent Chinese um, prominent Chinese democracy activist award written by Chao Her- was written by Chao herself. So in June 2020, Beijing inserted a national security legislation directing to Hong Kong's mini constitution, bypassing the local legislature. Following a suit of pro-democracy protests, it criminalizes subversion, secession, collusion of foreign forces, and terrorist acts which were broadly defined to include disruption to transport and other infrastructures. The move gave police sweeping new powers, alarming Democrats, civil society groups, and trade partners. As such, laws have been used to broadly silence and punish dissidents in China. However, like the authorities when they deny everything, they said it restored stability and peace to the city. The anti-sedition legislation was last amended in, ni- in the 1970s, when Hong Kong was still was still under British colonial rule, fall, falls under the city's crime ordinance, it is separate from the Beijing's imposed national security law and outlaws incitement to violence, disaffection, and other offenses against its authorities. Nonprofit online news um, online news outlet Stan News ceased operation last December after its newsroom was raided by more than two hundred national security police officers. Some people. Connected to the publication, including Chuman Lam, were arrested on suspicion of conspiring to publish seditious publications. They were both granted bail after being held in custody for nearly a year. I don't know why this is even a thing. It's like it's like they're trying to punish somebody for something, like they always do. This is how a this is how a a crazy government does. You know, that's how it, that's how they are, right? So. Germany visiting uh, mostly delegation visits in Taiwan, right? So China invokes Germany's painful past, slam bait uh, Berlin delegation's visit to Taiwan. I wonder what it, what uh, what the what they're going to invoke. China Monday invoked Germany's painful history in slamming um, Germany's painful history in slamming a Taiwan visit by a high-ranking parliamentary delegation from Berlin, and apparent references to the country's wartime records. What does that do anything? A group of lawmakers arrived in the self-ruled island on Monday ahead of, of an anticipated ministerial visit later this year in a move that likely enraged China. <laughs> I wonder what it is. The visit, the visit is a sign of solidarity with the pr- democracy which China claimed as part of its territory. 
Marie Agnes Agnes Strack Zimmerman, chair of the parliamentary parliamentary defense committee and leader of the delegations, told AFP. China's foreign ministry Monday swiftly condemned the visit. The root cause of the Taiwan problem is precisely that the law of the jungle, hegemonism, colonialism, militarism, and nationalism were rampant in the world, and China suffered deeply from them. Foreign Ministry spokesperson Wen Wenbin told a, told a, brief, a briefing, Germany experienced a profound and painful historical lesson in, regard, in this regard, he said. We urge these German politicians to, to earnestly abide by the One China Principle. When you realize these guys have the rights to visit them, it doesn't matter. The deputies from the pro-business Free Demo- Democratic Party, a junior partner in the Germany in the Germany's coalition government, are set to meet with senior figures from politics, civil society, and the military. Strachsman said. The delegation which discussed the current threat situation in the meetings, she added, which is which is important, of course. The trip is set to be followed by by a visit from Germans from German Education Minister Bettina Bettina Stark Watzinger, also also of the FDP. In the next few months, sources told AFP, it would be the first by members of the German cabinet in 26 years. In light of the military threat from China, we have traveled as a delegation from the FT, FDP to Taiwan because of. Uh, because a signal of support for Taiwan is now needed, senior FD, FDP MP jo- Johannes Vogel. Following Russia's invasion of Ukraine, Vogel warned that Chinese, Chinese President Xi Jinping could also unleash a war. After Russian President Vladimir, Put- Vladimir Putin, Putin comes, chi- Putin comes Xi, Vogel said, we must take our autocrats seriously and literally. The two senior FDP deputies also warned against Germany become a become too economically dependent on China, its biggest trading partner in 2021. It can only be to our disadvantage to make ourselves dependent economically on autocratic states, Strack Zimmerman said, highlighting Germany's recent experience with Russia, on whose national resources have become dependent before Ukraine's invasion. Berlin's diplomatic overtures to Taiwan are likely to rile Beijing. Last year, last year saw a spike in tensions as Beijing ramped up military pressure and launched its largest war games in decades and to protest against a visit by then by the by then U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in August. China opposes any official exchanges with Taiwan and have reacted with growing angers to a flurry of visits by Western politicians to the city. I don't know why. Here's the, here's the thing that's funny. When something, when Beijing doesn't like something that we do, they start sitting there pouting and crying. They're going, please come visit. Please come visit. If you visit, they're like, like your typical brat, you know. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you favor another kid because they're nice. And then the other kid is acting so bratty, like more like a brat, like, I don't like you. And you better not like that person. You have to like me only. Only me. Only me. It's like, it's like, pick me only. They're like one of those brats that you see in, see in, in many fat movies and stuff and shows. That's what it feels like. They're like the, tip, the Chinese Communist Party is acting like a brat. And they don't allow us to do this and that. It's like, it's like basically we're, we're, we're our own country. We don't need, you know, 
the Communist Party come intervening on our own affair? And why are they coming in? And why are we have to deal with it? It just doesn't make any sense. So what's the point of us doing that anyway? So there's two final news for today. And what about the district councilor? Because this year, we there's, um, there's two elections actually. District council and we got the Cambodian election. Which we're, we're not going to be focusing on that. But we're going to be focusing on some of these people. And we'll explain more after the break. Welcome back. NGO urges urges release of jailed Chinese journalists who wrote articles criticizing Beijing for Hong Kong's newspapers. Free expression NGO NGO reports without borders have urges have urged for the for the release of Chinese political commentator Obao Fun, who was jailed on December thirtieth by a Huna a Hunan court. According to According to RSF, the 42-year-old was jailed for three and a half years for inciting subversion of state power, which is stupid. Fined 70,000 renminbi, which is equivalent to $8,073 in Hong Kong, over an illegal income earned from articles written for Hong Kong's Ming Pao newspaper and its defunct pro-democracy tabloid Apple Daily. The articles, which also appeared on the Human Rights Campaign website in China, were critical of Beijing. As a political commentator, Obao Feng published fact-based essays that allowed the Chinese public to access information on regime's human rights abuses, cited, um, despite heavy censorship, said RSF um, East Asia's Bureau, and Cedric Alviani, in a, in a press release. He urged Beijing to release him as well as other uh, other press freedom defenders detained in China. Al have already been under forms of state detention for two years after originally picked detained for 15 days in December 2020 for quote unquote picking quarrels and provoking trouble, a charge which often used against dissidents in China. He was accused of retweeting a video of Ink Girl Dong Yao Chong, according to his wife. Don't earn her nickname by defacing a poster of leader Xi Jinping in 2018. Al was, was then placed under residential surveillance at a designated location, RSF report, before being, before being formally charged last July with subversion. He was then moved to the number one Zhuzhou, Zhuzhou Municipal Detention Center. In a tweet on the day of sentencing, Al's wife, Wei Wang, Wei Huang Huang said the said the verdict was announced on the first day of his trial. The court session ended after less than ten minutes. Only Alba Fang's sister was able to attend to attend the hearing because his mother and I tested positive on COVID night on COVID P, PCR test. Apple Daily folded in June twenty twenty one after the pro-democracy tycoon Jimmy Lai and other and several other senior staff were formally charged under the Beijing sweeping national security legislation. At least 127 professional and non-professional journalists remain in detention in China, according to RSF. It said the country remains the world's top jailer of journalists. If we're sitting here to BS and say, look how bad America was. Look how bad America was. The thing is, so sometimes China will just, you know the Communist Party will just say, well, you guys are bad and not us. Look, if you think the government in America is bad, you can write about it, you can talk about it, you can even go to Washington, D.C. to protest about it. 
Try doing that in China. Former Hong Kong District Councilor, this is the final thing we're going to be talking about today. Former Hong Kong District Councilor pleads guilty to attempt fraud and violating election laws. A former Hong Kong District Councilor had been remanded in custody after pleading guilty to attempted fraud and violating election laws. Chang Kamwing, a former Tinmon District Councilor, appeared at the Eastern Magistrate's Court on Monday in front of Magistrate Edward Wong. Chang stands accused of two charges engaging in corrupt conduct of large false or misleading election return and attempt fraud. The Exorcist Council pled guilty to both. According to the prosecution case, Chang submitted an expense declaration in September 2020 for the Legislative Council election declaring election expenses of $120,000, including $24,000 that Chang said was used to hire three electoral assistants, the, the witness report. However, an, ele- an investigation by um, by the City Corruption Watchdog, the Independent Commission Against Corruption, found that the trio did not assist with Chang's campaign. One of the three said he only signed a document that he, he thought was for a subsidy declaration as per, as per a request from Chang. During the mitigation, Chang's representative said that the district council was a hard-working person in media report. The lawyers also cited a mitigation letter written by Chang, in which he said that he understood the severity of the incident and hoped that the court could be lenient as he had already learned a valuable lesson, and there was a large, a large possibility that he could not re- continue his work as a social worker in the future. Chang's, Chang's mitigation letter also detailed that he committed the offenses because of the time and money pressures, saying he needed money or else he would have to pay off his election expenses out of his own pocket, Ming Pao reported. <laughs> Magistrate adjourned the sentencing to January 26 after requesting Chang's background report, as Wong said he needed to understand why the defendants had committed the offense. The magistrate also said that it was a very serious case and that imposing a jail term would be necessary, and that it was even more disappointing in Chang's case as he was a district counselor. I don't excuse what the government's putting out or what excuses that they're trying to hold, but this is the, this is the, the lies we're living in right now. It's very, very difficult that Beijing's are forcing us this way. And they're making it, you know, difficult on us trying, it's making it difficult for us to even dare to criticize them or even say anything otherwise. And I'm hoping one day that, because the, the district council election, the last election we have, is the last free one at least at the time period. It's the last one we have. When we say last, it's the last democratic one. And not like it's going to be today where it's going to be becoming much more stagnant. It's going to be harder. And I'm hoping that Hong Kong will achieve its freedom one day. I'm pretty sure. I'm hoping that it's going to be. The Communist Party is going to be. You know, disappear. Not going to be here anymore. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoy this podcast, make sure to tune in every Monday and Friday for our regular podcast. If you guys really. if you And as you may know, Austin trip's coming up pretty soon. Hopefully, you guys are, you know, visiting or going to Austin or whatever. And some of you guys are going to Austin. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying that trip. Including me, of course. I'm I'm going I'm going to this trip as well. And thank you for tuning in, guys. And see and we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cow My Radio signing out. Hope you guys have a great day. Anh em ta đáp lời sông núi. Quyết bao đời sang sang ta thể chết.
our radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. And host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you.